Hello, Centre Church. So good to be with you today. Just to give you a little bit of a recap of what we did on Sunday. It was so good to speak to that. And it's been such a good time for us as as we just discover, you know, trying to discover what wisdom is. And I think it's really pertinent, especially in the times we're in. Because we look at stuff around us and we go, oh, is that even logical? Is that even right? What does it even mean? Everyone's got different opinions on so many different things. And I think really importantly, it's so good to get back to the Bible and search for the true godly wisdom. That's the really good stuff. And so that's why I've loved this series. Uh, and on Sunday, we spoke a little bit about who Solomon was and what he just, what he thought and just determined what wisdom was. And it's it's interesting. So the first thing we did was we did a bit of a deep dive into who Solomon was. And um, the reason we did that was because we, I really wanted to show us how Solomon's wisdom can relate to us. Now, when God gave him wisdom, it wasn't just spiritual wisdom. It was wisdom for everything in life. And we see that when we look at Solomon, okay, because because he was an amazing builder, okay, he built amazing things. He was, I mean, he's an amazing architect. He was a judge. He'd ruled with justice and had compassion for the poor. He was an amazing leader and a governor because he was able to take in all of the advisors that he had, all the information and make really good decisions. He was a financial genius. He made uh, Israel more prosperous than any other nation at the time. Okay, everything was just covered in gold. He was an amazing military leader and commercial developer. He he made an amazing navy and had very good import export systems into and out of Israel. He was a scientist. I mean, he was a zoologist and a botanist and ornithologist. Okay, he's also an author. He wrote just tons of books. Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon is in our Bible. But he also wrote uh, 3,000 proverbs and over 1,000 psalms. So he not only just was able to write cool stuff about wisdom, but he was able to pluck it out on a harp, okay, making a beautiful song about it. And what's important about this is to say that God can give us both spiritual wisdom and wisdom for our lives. And one of the things I went into was what makes your heart sing? Okay, for everyone, it's different. For me, I just love photography. I love strategy. I love thinking about the future and planning stuff. Okay, for other people, honestly, it's, it's, it could be photography. It could be business. It could be um, architecture, whatever that is. What makes your heart sing? Okay, because God's given you gifts in that and to step into that and ask him for more wisdom. And what he says here, what Solomon says is that when you ask for that wisdom and when you when you um, press into that wisdom and you practice your skill, you will stand before kings and queens and you will be able to tell them about Jesus. That's the most important thing. So we kind of went about what does it mean to you? And then what we did was we had a look at what Solomon thinks. Um, wisdom is and he, he he uses a little analogy so he looks at two women um, and these two women uh, he, he names the one wisdom and the other one folly and they're sitting in the same place okay in uh, in Jerusalem at the city gates and people are coming in they're journeying and they need to be given instruction um, and so the one says the wisdom um, he, she says whoever's uh, lacks experience enter here to the one who um, lacks sense, come and eat my bread and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave an experience behind. Pursue the way of understanding. And he goes a bit into understanding. He says that um, understanding is, first of all, a, a wise person receives correction. Do you receive correction? Is it something that you strive for? When you, you look at something and you go, I just want someone to help me in this. And it doesn't matter. If they, if they give me mm-hmm. constructive criticism, I'm going to take it. Um, the next thing he says is, 
a wise person, he says, a wise person fears God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, is what he says. A wise person fears God. Not in a way like we hide under our table and we cower there every morning. But we realize how powerful God is and how foolish it would be to be separated from him, no matter what that looks like. And lastly, he says, um, the wise person values fellowship with God above all else. All right. And he compares that to the folly. Now, folly says, whoever is inexperienced, come to me. Okay. Um, whoever is inexperienced, come to me. Stolen water is sweet and bread eaten secretly is tasty. And what she's saying is she's looking for people who are saying, I want instant gratification. I want to be satisfied right now. And if I have to leave God behind to get that stuff, then I will. So what he's saying is, the people who walk in folly do, don't necessarily hate God, but they're willing to leave God behind temporarily in order to achieve what they want to achieve. Okay, that is folly. The three things that Solomon says to us for us to receive wisdom. The one is the wise receive correction. How well do you receive correction? Number two, the wise person fears God. Do you fear God? Do you want that relationship so bad that you don't want to be separated from it? And number three is a continuation of that. The wise person values a relationship above with God above all else, all else in the world. So with that, I hope that this was helpful to you. And I just pray um, that we would all be seeking wisdom in this, in this period. Read Proverbs. It's a great book. There's some serious mic drop moments in there. And I know it's going to change your lives.